Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service world. I'm back after my hiatus. I know Jamie held down the fort and did a great job at it. We really do make a good team. We're starting today's podcast out with our weekly market reports. Then we'll be moving into our chat with Claudia Pizarro Villalobos, Director of Marketing and Culinary at Diarigo, California. Also joining her was Cody Ramsey, Food Service Manager at Diarigo, California. Both of those guys chatted with Jamie all about transition and what that process entails, how the season is going in Yuma, and what they're looking forward to in 2020. Before we get to our chat with them, let's dive into our market reports. Starting you guys out with a cold weather citrus update, cold weather citrus varieties are abundant and looking great. Per our sourcing specialist, Andrew Flores, the cool overnight and morning temps in the Central Valley are giving the fruit an excellent natural color, which also reduces the time the fruit needs to be gassed. Bricks levels have been consistent between 11.5 to 12.5%. New crop navels, mandarins, and grapefruit are plentiful. Other varieties, such as blood oranges, are coming onto the scene. Incorporate a pop of citrus into a salad or a cocktail this holiday season. Iceberg lettuce is looking good with abundant supplies expected for the week out of Yuma. Christmas is not a big holiday for lettuce, not surprisingly, as I don't think I've ever eaten a salad with Christmas dinner. This is a great time to buy lettuce as the price is right. Same goes for leaf lettuce. Suppliers are looking to move some volume on romaine and red and green leaf. Lastly, tender leaf varieties continue to stay steady with consistent supplies and good quality. An update on all the berries beginning with our blackberries. Blackberries are in abundant supplies out of Mexico in the central coast of California. Quality is fair, but supply is there. Great time to buy. As far as blueberries go, they're readily available out of Mexico, Peru, Argentina, and Chile. Quality has been excellent. It's a great time to incorporate blueberries into your holiday desserts. Just like blackberries and blues, raspberries continue to be in good supply with good quality. Razzes are coming from Mexico at this point. Lastly, strawberries are being harvested out of the West, Mexico, and Florida. Here in the West, we're in short supply, but demand is slow, as with all berries right now, giving the fields time to catch up. Mexico is providing steady numbers and quality is slowly improving. Florida fruit is steadily increasing in availability. Quality is looking good as weather conditions are near perfect for this time of year in Florida. Look for prices to loosen up as all three areas are converging simultaneously for strawberries and supplies will continue to increase. Everything's looking great for berries right now. Same with lettuce, there's plenty of supply and the price is low, so now's the time to buy. Asparagus is currently coming out of Mexico and due to seasonality and cold weather, supply has dropped off. Sonoran production should start this week. Volume has decreased in both regions in Peru. Avoid for now if possible. I know Jamie updated y'all last week on the tomato situation in Mexico. The song is the same this week as prices have soared with round tomatoes breaching the $40 FOB mark and even though the quality is less than desirable, product is selling out daily. Same goes for Romas. Cherry and grape supplies are also very limited and volumes are predicted to be depressed until mid-January. Due to the state of emergency declared in the Mexican growing regions, we are looking to Florida for supply now and in the coming weeks. However, supplies are light there as well. Nationally, demand exceeds supplies for all tomato varieties. You will be seeing the effects of this throughout the coming months. We will keep you updated as we know more. That's all for Market Reports this week. Be sure to tune in next week for an update on a multitude of commodities. Moving into our interview with Diarigo, California's Claudia Pizarro Villalobos and Cody Ramsey. Jamie chatted with them about transition and how that process has been for them this year and what to expect from them in 2020. Let's check it out. Talk about Diarigo's process and approach to transition from Salinas to Yuma. 
Transition from Salinas to Yuma takes place generally around um, Thanksgiving. Uh, That's kind of the target. Uh, We generally get to the Yuma area a little earlier than the rest of the industry. I'd say um, probably the first or second week of November for mostly the mixed leaf uh, lettuce romaine items. We will further in the month, um, coal crops tend to come last uh, in our transition schedule. The goal for us is to transition without having a major overlying gap or an overlap in supply. The most precise we can be from leaving Salinas to Yuma is our goal. Um, Obviously maintaining quality and uh, specs that we uphold in Salinas with a startup initially in Yuma um, is always a target for us. Talk a little bit, I'm throwing this just listening to what you have to say. Um, So how long have you guys been transitioning down to Yuma? And are you guys at a point where it's sort of a well-oiled machine where you don't really have to worry about little issues with the the transition? So the entire um, Salinas Valley community of growers have been transitioning to the Yuma area for decades. Yeah. Products that we grow in Salinas can only grow here for so long. Well, I'd like to say we're precise with what we do. Mother Nature dictates our ability to always execute, um, whether it's harvesting, quality of product, um, size and maturity of product. Uh, At the end of the day, we've put a lot of years and work into understanding the timing dynamics. Mm -hmm. However, Mother Nature dictates the days that really work. Yeah, but you guys do everything you can to make it as smooth as possible. I mean, you guys are pretty precise with what what your process is i'm assuming absolutely um precision farming is what we're shooting for um 52 weeks a year now transitioning entirely from one state to another an entirely different soil an entirely different climate all those play a factor um however years of uh timing research understanding of weather patterns uh soil seed varieties all those play into what we do as far as transition yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to ask what's the most challenging thing about moving production to Yuma. Do you want to talk about that? The, the most challenging is probably making sure we have the crews and labor available along with the crops. Um, for years, uh, there was a pretty large workforce that would make the transition from the Salinas Valley to the Yuma Valley. Families that would work in the industry um, as a whole would move, take their family and move from Uh, the north to the south, back from the south to the north in the spring, which has changed. We do have more labor that we see down there that is coming over the border every day. Mm -hmm. That labor force is working on a daily visa, Mm -hmm. and they are basically being picked up on a bus every morning, taken to the fields, um, working a full day, being taken back to the border and crossing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very tough lifestyle, very tough... um, to make sure we have the number of crews we need to harvest what we do uh, in a day's worth of work. We have less sunlight in Yuma when we start almost initially. Mm-hmm. So the work days are a little shorter. Uh, you parallel that with ice delays that potentially happen in winter. Now you've got a shorter work day. Um, so all those challenges play into transition. Uh, we have seen, you know, a need in the industry to um, 
consolidate multiple shippers on uh, trucks. Logistics are obviously a challenge for everybody, um, whether it's you know multiple picks in one area, getting product across the country, uh, number of days, delays, things that uh, just create more work for everybody. Um, so we saw the need for this, and uh, uh, our cross-stock consolidation has really expedited a lot of orders and added efficiencies for our distributor partners. Our cross-stock consolidation um, services can be found both in our Salinas, California cooler and also at Unicool in Yuma, Arizona. Um, so the services are year-round, so it's it's a great um, asset for, for all of our customers. And who would... Who would contact? Where? Who would you contact to inquire about this? Proact Procurement Office has uh, all of our contacts, as well as the uh, network of uh, suppliers to you know pull all of that into one stop. Um, it is unique that we can load value-added commodity um, as well as berries, mushrooms. Oh, pretty much the the line share of items that are going to come through the Salinas Valley in one location. So what's the biggest commodity you harvest in Yuma during the winter? The largest commodity that we are harvesting in the winter are our romaine hearts, and that's followed by broccoli. Talk a little bit about the products and how they're doing in Yuma this year. Are you guys seeing, is it like normal years? Are you having any issues? Is there an oversupply? Just kind of talk about that. I would just say when we, um, during the first part of the transition, it's just kind of slow to start. And so because you're slow to start, you have an inconsistency of product. You have an inconsistency in terms of some of the sizing. Um, but we try to work with that in regards to our seed variety. Um, again, that's just dealing with Mother Nature, and those are some of the factors that we just um, cannot control. And obviously, as was mentioned earlier, some of the frost um, and the leading to epidermal peel and some other challenges with the product. Yeah, which you guys can't do anything about. You just have to work with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right now, there's plenty of supply on all items. I'd say weather will dictate that in weeks to come. Uh, We did have our initial first uh, week of ice delays or Mm -hmm. frost delays. Uh, So we've had freezing temperatures this week that have been uh, pushing us back about two to three hours a day on our harvest uh, capacity. So that's a reduction in overall product. Mm Mm-hmm. So how has DiRigo adapted over the years with industry trends? So one of the things I think in terms of one of the trends is proprietary seeds. And uh, we have two PhD scientists, Dr. Bunch and Dr. Felker, that work exclusively for DiRigo California and have for the past 20 plus years. And they have worked with us to create a proprietary seed for both broccoli rob and for fennel. And so when it comes to trends, I would say that we own the market share, really, when it comes to broccoli, Rob. Uh, We are seeing that there's more individuals dabbling into fennel. Uh, But because we have a proprietary seed, we can then work with different varieties based on the time of year, the soil, the climate, um, and wherever we're growing. So that really assists us in having a a plentiful supply, uh, great quality, uh, color and flavor profiles. So those are some of the things that we can actually um, control um, in regards to having our PhD scientists um, part of our team. So, so you are pretty much setting the trend for certain vegetables. For those specialty items, I would say yes. So what products do you want to push and why in the new year in 2020? 
One of the products that we, we're always pushing is our specialty item, broccoli rob. So broccoli rob is part of the mustard green family, so it's very bold and very peppery in flavor, um, but it's also very versatile. I think that most people need to understand how to cook with the vegetable. Uh, one of the things we recommend is to first blanch it. Uh, it does have the stalk, mm-hmm. um, so when you get a bunch, you just want to trim the ends, blanch it in boiling water with some salt for you know four to five minutes to get the stalk a little tender. And as you blanch it, you're actually taking some of that bold uh, flavoring out of it, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I find fascinating. I don't think I know any other vegetable that has such a bold flavor and that you can tame it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you're always doctoring it up with uh, some type of spice. Sure, um, so Very this true. is um, what I find amazing um, about broccoli rob, and just the fact that you know it can it is our proprietary seed and the fact that it is so healthy for you so broccoli rob contains lutein which promotes eye health it has vitamin a and c which you know increases a skin and cellular um, health and it's also high in fiber so insoluble which helps you know clean your intestines so that you don't have any disease that's going to control there or um, soluble meaning that you feel satiated so you feel full faster so it's a great um, vegetable to cook with what's your favorite application of broccoli rob you know we do a lot of tacos at our house we have two young children and so we do taco tuesday so i always add the broccoli rob into the tacos so it's just a great way to get vegetables into the kids tacos at least once a week for sure um and it's just it's so simple so just throw it in the water chop it up and then mix it in with the meat and then right into the taco shell and and everybody's happy that sounds delicious. What about you, Cody? What's your favorite application? Probably have to tie broccoli rob back to Italian cuisine. Yeah. Uh, for me, pairing it with um, pasta, um, Italian fennel sausage, really traditional way of preparing it, but it uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, awesome. Um, throwing this in there. Do you have any culinary events in the works, or do you have any other events in 2020 that you're looking forward to? Our facility in Salinas has a beautiful kitchen and it allows us to invite individuals in to do cooking classes. Mm -hmm. This last year, we hosted two sets of cooking classes. It sold out and we had children between the ages of five and 11 and 12 to 16. We had two sets of cooking classes based on age and the students were able to come in and cook healthy and healthy appetizer, a salad, an entree and a dessert. utilizing all of our Andy Boy products. So whether it was broccoli rob, fennel, broccoli, um, artichokes, uh, we went, we used every vegetable that we have in the dishes. And it was so interesting to see the students take ownership of the cooking and the prep that they were actually eating the food. So I think parents actually learned quite a bit thinking it does take time to have children helping you in the kitchen, but it's worth it because of the ownership. They're thinking if I wash this, chopped it and cooked it, I am now going to eat it. So, um, those are some of the culinary events that we have on the docket for, for next year. We typically do them in the summer um, at our headquarters in our kitchen. A big thanks to Claudia and Cody for taking the time to chat with us. I know ProAct is proud to work with a distinguished supplier such as Diego, California. We're definitely looking forward to working with you guys in 2020 and seeing what 2020 has to bring for Diego, California. That's all we have for this week. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipe inspo and more. And have a great week. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh.